We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, dose me. Kill. Yeah, there we go. We started with Trace uh, singing us into this today. Not even singing, just... <laughs> Are we gonna keep? Yeah, we'll keep it. Uh, we'll keep it. I, it. It's fun. It's endearing. <laughs> it's fun. I for, hope. It's fun for whoever's listening. That's to what this. I have to tell myself every time. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll start. We'll start with some greetings. Happy New Year. Bienvenue. Yeah. Welcome in. Welcome. Yeah. yeah, we are. Come a, on in. We are a day late in terms of our recording. Um, uh, you know what? There's a good reason for that. <laughs> there was a very good reason for that, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but for now, um, how, how did you celebrate your New Year's? Did you do anything um, interesting? I fell asleep at 11. My dog woke me and my girlfriend up at about 12.02, barking at the fireworks because oh. she cannot see. Oh. And so she's scared as hell of fireworks. she just hears the sound, yeah. And she'll be at full alert. And yeah. she came to bed with us, but she still couldn't sleep. So dogs are a hassle, but they're adorable. Yeah. So... You know what? It's fun. How'd you spend yours? Uh, well, my parents are in town. They're visiting. Oh. Um, so, you know, we just got some appetizers from Trader Joe's, bottle of champagne, you know, watch the ball drop from New yeah. York. And then, you know, just the usual. To be fair, that's what we did. We just fell asleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I think that's just a normal New Year's. I decided not to go out to the city or do anything crazy. Uh, this, I, this I don't think it's worth it. It's too many people. It's yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not a big fan of crowds, except at sporting events. Which yeah, but I you guess, got a seat there. You got a yeah, seat when you, you got go a sport. seat and people who are relatively like minded. Exactly, exactly. But but you know, you look at the flip side of it, and you go to any of these types of things. You usually have to bring your own seat, or seats are not allowed. You're usually standing. Yeah, um, and you're shoulder to shoulder uh, watching something or that jumping. Exactly. So. Um, if I want to do that, I'll go back to school and sneak back down <laughs> to the student section, which our CGB contingent was in yesterday. Actually, yes, yes, from what I heard uh, yeah. from at the at the basketball, the Utah basketball game yesterday. Uh, just some uh, some other news, I guess, is uh, football playoffs have started. Yeah, we screwed that one up. <laughs> I, I did specifically. I picked Michigan State to win it, and they don't score a point. <laughs> Nice going, Big Ten. Is this a trace curse in the football playoffs? Is uh, this what it is? I'm terrible at picking things, which is why <laughs> I don't gamble. Gambling is bad. Yeah. like I, I'll get things close to right, but it will never be on the dot. Like 
There's a story not too long ago about someone who won, like, I believe $100,000 in a 15-team parlay. Dear Lord. Where they got every single spread right. That's... And that's never going to happen to me. I have a better chance of getting 15 wrong than 15 right. <laughs> and that, the probability for that, too, is, yeah. is pretty high. I am horrifically bad at these things. Um, so, but my pick is still alive. My yeah, pick of Clemson. Clemson. My, Clemson's still there. Clemson's still there. Uh, Deshaun Watson I had a pretty win, good game. Honestly, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Don't want the evil empire of Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin and Tosh persona non grata. <laughs> um, and then basketball news: so Michigan State loses uh, earlier this week. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's really good. So. Yeah, so the number one rank, the number one in AP was uh, Kansas. Number two is Oklahoma, and they're actually playing right now as yeah. we speak. Um, so, um, go Oklahoma, I guess. Boomer sooner. <laughs> don't like Kansas. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't have an allegiance there. I, I really don't. I'm. I'm still a little. I think my freshman year, Kansas came to Haas, and oh. and the Morris twins tried to fight Jorge. Yeah. And I then the remember. Kansas fans started chanting USA, which, God, that was horrible. Yeah. There were a lot of Kansas fans. I there mean, were. They traveled really well, but that's just uncalled for and completely dumb. Well, that that I don't think there's any much more to talk about in terms of our intro. Let's just delve right into it. Oh, I had one more thing. Oh, you had one more thing. What is your one more thing? It was a side joke that, well, you can expect that much from Kansas fans since their greatest coach ever was named Adolf. Oh. Oh. And with that, uh. we're moving on. <laughs> We're still we're still in the good. We're still we're still in the good. We're still in the black just because that wasn't explicit. No. It was a jab. It was a jab, but it wasn't below the belt. Yeah. It might have been below the belt. Yeah. It, it might have been below the belt, but it was a kick to the nads, but we didn't swear. <laughs> we didn't. We have yet we have not. We have not. Um you know what? So let's get into it. Let's get into the Cal game that happened. Uh Cal, you know, their bowl game, December 29th. At Fort Worth, Texas, California against Air Force and the Armed Forces, the Lockheed Martin Air Forces Bowl. It's been a year since we've seen them play. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Sort we saw of. them last. <laughs> we saw them last play in 2015. Now it's 2016. Um, Cal defeats Air Force 55 to 36. Ooh, this this game. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't even know what to say. The offense was just on fire. Yeah, they they worked it. Oh. I mean, let me just – I'll just read some of the stats off to you. I know Goff you had, had his best game, and it had, was a great way the, for him to go out. Yeah, you have the stat sheet in front of you. Goff, thir- uh, 37 attempts, 25 completions, 467 yards, six touchdowns, one sack, no interceptions. Um, sack was at the end, too. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a that was a garbage time sack. Yeah. Um, I don't – I. <laughs> I'm legit was at I'm legit I can't even talk right now because I was at a lost word while watching this game just because I was our defense was not up to par with with how they've sometimes played in the Pac twelve, which is what I expected. I kind of yeah. expected them to play I didn't expect a great defensive game personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but I also wasn't expecting our defense to let them score thirty six points. Yeah, I feel like a little of that was just eh, we're were up by, um, they got up to a um, 24-point lead at one point yeah. and just said, mm, you know what, it's fine. We can let let off a little, which isn't good, but 
they got up to that. Then Goff came right back, threw a touchdown pass and a three-play drive, and it was over, honestly. It, it was over real quick. Um, I'm should we should we do our four positives and four negatives from this game? Yeah, just to, yeah. Just to just to wrap it up, uh, let's start with the. There's too many positives to talk about, so let's just start with the positives. There okay. Really much negatives. Yeah, well, one thing I liked at the end was that we had a drive that went for about eight minutes. Yeah. Final drive that led to the Anderson 30-yard field goal. Yep. Yeah. Seven minutes and 54 seconds. Yeah, that just shows we can grind the clock out when we need to, which that's good for the future. Yep. Since that was a lot of a lot of running, to be honest. Mm-hmm. As Trey Watson, Calfani had a few. Vic had a couple. So it was good to see that. Uh, I guess for me, positive, I have no questions whatsoever about our run game next season. Yeah. I have zero worry in terms of our run we game. We have a nice running back triumvirate. Yep. I mean, we're not going to have the Derek. I mean, who knows? But maybe we'll have a Derek Henry type or a Leonard Fournette type who just explodes next season. We'll who knows? We'll have a Derek Clark type. Well, there we go. We'll have a Derek Clark type. Um, I mean, so who knows? Who knows? We might have one of those guys. But in terms of just consistent play of having at least one running back with at least like 70 to 80 yards a game, mm-hmm. we'll, we're, we'll have one. Yeah. We'll have one easily. Um, and that just takes care of one aspect of the game and one one sort of worry and prep that our team has to do next season and especially this offseason as well. And we, we get most of our linemen back. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, another one for you. Yeah, um, positive. Just positive. Great game for Jared to go off on, and great game for his receivers. Yeah, kind of got helped by the targeting penalty to Steelhammer yeah. early. Weston Steelhammer, great name, best name I think, I think I've seen. Yeah, ever. Yeah, in an armed forces bull, yeah. no less. Like, like he has to work for Lockheed Martin at some point in he his life. He wants to be your Steelhammer. <laughs> He's, he thinks Peter Gabriel got the words that song wrong, but Goff was helped by that, and he took advantage of it completely, putting putting throws exactly where they needed to be, the ones to Harris, Treggs, a couple to Lawler that were just absolutely perfect. Oh, that Harris one-handed catch. Harris made that play. <laughs> I always thought that he does everything about – as far as spectacular catches go, about 90% as well as Kenny does, and he adds a few extra dimensions, too. Yeah. So he, I hope he gets somewhere in the draft next year because the team will take will be surprised by what he can do. Yeah, I think, I mean. Maybe the Chargers with uh, Keenan. Oof. 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 I mean, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Chargers fan, so that is just music to my ears. Um, well, when they play at the Coliseum next year, they'll need someone to. Eh, never mind. That's just depressing. <laughs> All the LA teams are depressing, man. Technically, they're still not an LA team yet. Not yet. Not but yet. Spanos is an evil, evil man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say that as a Raider fan. I, <laughs> I don't like it. I just <laughs> don't. He's a douchebag. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll say this. I think one more positive for me was, despite the fact that we only had what was it four linebackers suit up this game, mm-hmm. um, our linebacking core was pretty good. Yeah, Hardy he had his normal double digit tackles. Yeah, Ray Davison played well. Yeah, I was I, so so for me in you know going off of my positive of 
the linebackers playing so well was Ray Ray had a really good game. He was all over the field making mm-hmm. all really, really clean, solid tackles. Yeah. No arm no arm tackles, no, nothing like that. Um, so I'm happy to see that just because, you know, Scarlet uh, – well, not Scarlet, sorry. I just saw Boo. that. Boo. Sorry, I just saw that on the piece of paper. Um, Jalen Jefferson is gone, mm-hmm. right? Um, Barton. Barton is gone. Um, so our linebacking core for me personally next year, if you know, if we're not playing in the nickel, it's gonna be Hardy, Devontae Downs, and Ray Ray. And that's just who I would the yeah, three I would put that, in there. Um, that's I might throw in Hamilton on Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I wanna see a guy with that <laughs> last name succeed. And he's good too. He's athletic. Yeah. He is really athletic. He can um, tell quarterbacks if they smell what he's cooking. Or, <laughs> no, wait. He's a the relation between the Anoa'i family and the Rock is like they're the Rock's grandpa was blood brothers with them, which isn't really no blood it, related. It's like it's like an adopted, but like a Greek, like a an agreement brotherhood. Yeah, that's what it, with it is. The uh, Anoa'i family, and yeah. so. There's a whole bunch of Samoan dudes who wrestle <laughs> and play football and whatnot. A lot of Mayavias and Anawais. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I think I'm not worried about the linebacking core as well. I think they played really well. Ray Ray played outstanding. And, um, yeah, I think they'll be even better next year than they yeah. were this year. They're going to have to figure out how to replace Kyle Cragen, though. Yeah. As he had a sack. He forced a fumble. Uh, that went out and recovered a fumble. He forced the fumble that went out for a touchback in shades of Marcus Ezef. Yep. Which someone said that Mike Bellotti was calling the game and yep. he was coaching that game in 2007 yep. against Cal when Ezef did that and yeah. sealed the game for him. That must have been very painful. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean. I just look at that going. There's there's guys that can fill in, um, and especially with the new guys coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Saffle is going to be pretty dang good. Um, yeah, and we'll have more time to get him into the whole swing of things yeah, that way. Yeah, and personally for me, one of the new recruits coming in that I'm really excited to see, especially in spring ball, is uh, Evan Weaver. Okay, is I mean, uh, from what I've well, from what I've read on Scout and on Rivals, and from what I've seen on tape, granted, I am not a good person that breaks down film, but for football, but I mean, just looking at it, just he he can play. Yeah, he can definitely play on the D line. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited. Uh, we have quite a few guys to be excited about. Yeah. coming in. My my personal favorite, as I've said many times, is uh, Travion Beck. Yeah. Because he's the guy who wants to be here, and his tape looks super impressive. Uh, he just bleeds blue and gold. Yeah, uh, and he is the best closing speed I've seen on tape. Yeah, as far as watching anyone that we've I mean, recruited. I mean, I've never seen a guy, at, uh, like a senior in high school, who committed to a university, and instead of taking his visits elsewhere, he puts the university sign on his shell. Yeah, you've seen you've seen the picture, right? Yeah. With like it just it. It it amazes me that he it's it's like it's a set done deal when he committed yeah and it was just <laughs> it was like golf or Trey yeah who were basically like that and that was real nice yeah um should we move on from the positives or do you have one more no I don't know uh, we could go on about positives all day yeah. just how 
great the offense looked. And yeah. How well they played. But let's move to whatever negatives we can think of. Do you have any negatives you can think of from this Just game? general tough defending the option when you haven't really played it at all in a long time. Yeah. And assignment football is difficult when you're essentially being told kill, kill, kill the entire time instead of, hey, stay on this guy, stay only on this guy no matter what they do. It's tough to get back into that mindset when you're going just forward. I made a hand motion, which I realized is not a fly to (laughs) radio. You're going forward like a bullet train, and it doesn't work like that. You have to... Stay back, think a little bit, make your read steps, and go from there. Yeah, I mean we we did a pretty good job, um, in, in my opinion. All things defending. considered, yeah. yeah, we did a pretty good job. But I could definitely tell, and this this is this goes off one of my pot what of one of my positives that I said is because we only had four linebackers suit up and. Mm-hmm. Linebacking is, or the linebacking core is so important when defending. Yeah, they, a, a triple they option. They usually have the uh, main, like. Outside linebacker will have pitch man usually, and defensive end, middle linebacker will have the quarterback. Yeah. So those those guys are the three most important guys yeah. as far as these things. Yeah, and because of that, you constantly have them running this triple option against only four linebackers who suited up. Mm-hmm. So the assignment is one. Everyone's constantly switching their assignments. Yeah, you need a, if you had at least two separate lines, then each guy focuses on that one option guy that they need to to yeah man up against. But now every time you sub in one different you know linebacker, it's kind of like uh, spin the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Me. Here you go. Um, you whoever you line up against, yeah, and you're constantly changing. So your mindset's changing every single yeah, every single it, play. It's it wears you down a bit, and it did that this yeah. game. And then there but, were moments where they tried to play nickel against this, and they used the nickel corner as you know their third linebacker yeah. just to get more bodies, fresher bodies in there. And that was when it, it, they destroyed us because they just couldn't make the tackles. Yeah, um, so. it's tough. They got some big runners there. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there really isn't too much. Yeah, I mean the O line did a great job. Yeah. Um, so I can't even say anything about that. D line uh, did a very solid job too. I thought. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. Um, you know, only one sack, but they they had how many tackles for loss? They had uh th- four only tackles like, for loss. Only four, but you know they. I felt they contained pretty well. Yeah. Well, they and also up on them. two forced fumbles. So. Yeah. One which kind of. Was reminiscent of that Eza force fumble. Yeah, just barely skims by the 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 corner post yeah. into the end zone for a touchback. So. Well, one forced fumble was a uh, Lasco on the uh, kickoff. Yeah, which that was a I saw that and that was just a good way for him to go out if he didn't didn't get any carries. So. Yeah, he didn't. Which which is weird to me because he suited he has suited up the past few games. Um, I saw him. Uh, and the trophy celebration after the game, and you know he he was fully suited up. He had he had the eye black going and everything. And he played so yeah, he played special teams, but he didn't get a single carry. So I'm that's I was just more confused of why they didn't want to play any time at running back. Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, but you know what? I'll, you know what? We'll give one more shout out here. 
Bryce Treggs had one hell of a game to end his career. Cal. He, was, he was almost he almost hit the thousand yard mark. He needed about maybe thirty or forty more yards. But if he had if he had caught in that touchdown pass, he he still wouldn't have gotten there. But he would have been gotten closer. Close. Yeah, he would have been a lot closer. Um, but, but he played a hell of a game. One hundred forty three yards on four catches and one touchdown. I I, mean, I hope someone picks him up. I think they will. Just because he's super talented, you're not gonna let that guy get out of the draft. But this might seem this might sound really bad, but I'm not meaning this in the in the in a bad way as much as as I possibly can. But if you're any Cal receiver that's going into the NFL draft this year, I don't see why any team doesn't take a a chance on you with how you've played. Yeah. Just be, you might say, oh, Jared. The stats Goff, aren't that big. Yeah, but the stats aren't big and. If you see just even the highlights of every single wide receiver and how they catch, how they run, how they make their breaks and everything, it's just it's so crisp, it's so solid. Yeah. Every single one of them are good. Every single thing is yeah. down, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So you take a flyer on any of these guys just because you know the numbers might not be there because Goff is slinging the ball around to everyone and anyone. Yeah. Um, so Waller especially is someone who they're going to take a long, hard look at. Yeah. I mean... It's still no guarantee that he declares. Um, I think he will, but that's personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's still no official announcement is what ready. I mean. Yeah, but he is he's definitely ready um, to play at the next level. Um, so let's move on from that. Uh, actually, you know what? Who was your player of the game from here? Uh, you... Let's give two. A Jared Goff one. I think both of us agree. The Jared Goff Memorial Award. Yeah, um, he definitely deserves it. And he won the MVP for this award, so yeah. there's that. Uh, but a non-Jared Goff. Um, that stuff. I'll I'll take Maurice Harris just for that one catch. Okay. I'm. I don't know. <laughs> May Kyle Cragen just for the defensive impact that he had. He did. That he did. Um, I'm gonna go Aaron Cochran. I think he had he had a solid game. He's developed all year, and I think this was the this was the game where he kind of said, "Hey." I'm taking this spot for the next two years. Like this As is this is he mine. Should he is a massive human being? <laughs> he is huge. Big, uh, the first time when I was working at Cal and he was a recruit coming in, and you see this six eight, three hundred and sixty pound, seventeen year old, and you're thinking, Jesus, God, I wish I were that. I don't wish I were that big, but I wish I were like you wish that able, yeah. <laughs> And but he, but he's also the nicest guy in the yeah, world. He seems very genial. Yeah, I mean, genial. I talked to him when we had the, when there was the Cal uh, the fan fest. Mm-hmm. He's he's so he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's so chill to talk to. Um, so yeah, that, for me, that was the MVP. He was he did an amazing job. Okay. Amazing yeah, job. I can I can see that. Yeah. All right, All uh, right. and then. And then we move on to Cal offseason talk, our, our our section every week uh, where we talk about Cal football uh, without any games. Just yeah. And we start with a very sad one. Um, Wait, he's not dying. No, he's not. He's not, he's not yet. Unless he goes to Cleveland. <laughs> he's not. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, take a listen right now. First, thank you guys for coming. Um, it means a lot. Uh, okay, so after much deliberation with my family and close friends, uh, I've decided to forego my senior year at Cal and declare for the 2016 NFL Draft. Um, it's going to be hard. <laughs> this decision was not an easy one by any means. When you're a student athlete at the number one public university in the world 
I'm part of a tremendous football program. It's really hard to postpone finishing school and getting your degree while playing one final season with your best friends. With that being said, I feel ready to take the next step in my football career and excited about what the future holds. Playing football and attending attending school at Cal has been by far the best experience of my life, from what I've learned in the classroom to the lifetime friendships and bonds I've made through the way. All right. (laughs) It would be nearly impossible to thank everyone. I want to, but I need to make sure to thank several people who have helped me get to this point and who I owe a lot of success to. First is the Cal football family and community and fan base. The overwhelming, the overwhelming amount of support I've received over the years has meant the world to me, and I can't thank you all enough. Secondly, I want to thank Coach Tedford and Coach Arroyo for initially offering me a scholarship and recruiting me to Cal. I also want to thank our AD, Mike Williams, and our associate AD, Chris Pesman, for all they have done for me since I've been here. Next, I would like to thank the entire support staff and coaching staff for all they do for me and our team behind the scenes that no one really knows about. I want to thank everyone on the strength and training staff for working relentless with me to improve my strength and speed and help me rehab for my shoulder surgery two years ago and develop an an individual eating schedule for me to help me gain the weight I needed to over the past three years. I also want to thank two of my high school coaches, Coach Maz and Coach Munoz, for developing me and getting me ready to play football in college. I want to individually thank Coach Dykes for recruiting me here, believing me in from the start, and always sticking by my side through both the tough times and the great times. He's been he's been there with me from the start. I'm sorry. He's been there for he's been there from from the start with me, and I feel as if we've gone through everything together. I want to thank Coach Franklin for having a significant impact on my life from a football aspect, as well as an overall life lessons all all the overall life lessons he has taught me. I've never had a coach change my life and my outlook on things the way he has over the past three years, and I can't thank him enough for that. He has taught me so much about myself and has guided me through the process of being a Division I quarterback week in and week out. I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am now without these two coaches, and I appreciate everything they've done for me. I would also like to thank my family and friends for their endless support over the years. I couldn't imagine having a better support crew than what I have with all the people from Marin, all my friends and family, it's, it's been uh, really special. Um, I want, in particular, I want to thank my dad, Jerry, my mom, Nancy, and my sister, Lauren, for always being there and helping me along this bumpy but amazing journey. La- Lastly, and most importantly, I want to thank my teammates. Over the past three years, we've been through so much together that has only brought us closer, and I have formed lifelong friendships with so many of my fellow student-athletes on the team. These guys are my brothers, and I owe everything to them, as, and I owe everything to them as they have been one of well over 100 pieces of the puzzle, just as I've been. As successful as I've been able to be here, none of it would be possible without every single one of the guys in that locker room. I am so incredibly proud to be on this team with these guys and able to call myself a Golden Bear for life. Thank you, guys. So there's that. and um, Very moving. Very. Um, you know, one, <laughs> the first thing that goes to mind, I laugh about this just because I never imagined Jared to be this emotional with his statement of declaring for the NFL draft. He knows he's going to Cleveland. 
we'll talk about we'll talk about that. All jokes aside, yeah. he he's a kid a lot like oh like a lot of people that go to Cal that grew up wanting to go there and he got he got to live the dream. Or I mean, not really a dream because we weren't the greatest team in the universe, <laughs> but you know what? He got to live out some childhood dream of, hey, I get to be the quarterback of the team that I've watched ever since I was a little kid. Yep. And I did it better than anyone else who has ever played here. And you can quote me on that. I think he's the best quarterback to play at Cal. And the records speak for themselves. Yeah, I he mean, holds 26 Cal records. I, I mean, we're looking at this press release here, um, and I'm going... Wait what? <laughs> Wait, are you are you curious? Are you are you kidding me? It, uh, two career. This, he here's the twenty six records that he holds: two hundred fifty yard passing games, career; three hundred yard passing games, career; four hundred yard passing games, career; five hundred yard passing games, career. I should stop you at this point and say that he's the only one with a five hundred yard passing game. Okay, next one: consecutive three hundred yard passing games. Okay. Consecutive passes without an interception. Longest pass completion. Passing attempts career. Passing attempts season. Passing attempts game. Passing completions career. Passing completions season. Passing touchdowns career. Passing touchdowns season. Which is also a Pac-12 record. Yep. Passing touchdowns in regulation. Passing yards and passing yards career. Passing yards season. Pac-12 record. Passing yards game. Total offense career. Total offense season. Total offense game. Total plays career, total plays season, total plays game. Touchdowns responsible for career, touchdowns responsible for season. That's, I... <laughs> 26. I, I I can't think of anything else. I mean, of course you can look at wins, losses, right? Yeah, you know, but... As, but is that only dependent solely no, on him? That's no, not, no, that's, no. That's not. That, that, that goes down to maybe the greatest team at Cal, right? Yeah. That's, that's when you tar- that's... start talking about wins and losses. But as a specific position and as a specific quarterback, I don't think there's any competition. No. He's, I, he's the best. All apologies to Aaron Rodgers, but I believe Goff individually has been the best. Yeah. Rodgers had one of the best teams I've ever seen. Yeah. But. The only asterisk I put I underneath, it, when I put Rodgers at number two, is the asterisk. And I say, and I the only thing I would say is years played at Cal. That's, yeah. that's the only. If, that's only like, like a year and two thirds. Yeah, so I would only. That's the only asterisk I would put under Aaron Rodgers because you know you look at these career stats. Aaron might not have gone there because he only played a year and a half here compared to Jared, who had three full seasons. So yeah, it's it's a little bit of apples to oranges on that one, but yeah, because it's also talking about scheme, offensive yeah. style, so on and so forth. Golf didn't have anywhere near a two thousand yard rusher. Yeah. You know, right here it says it. And I, I'm not a big fan of Skip Bayless, um, but what I think what he says here, shoot, he, he he said this on first take, and I remember this. He said Jared Goff definitely is better than Aaron Rodgers was when Rodgers was Cal's quarterback. I think that's true. I think Aaron yeah. Rodgers is the better quarterback, or like just as a quarterback. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the world. Yeah, right but at, at when he was at Cal and when Jared was at Cal, yeah, Jared was the better quarterback. It's just. I think Jared's more pro-ready that yeah. he'll play sooner than Rodgers did. Because Rodgers sat for three years behind Favre. And if you look at it, that was beneficial for him. Yeah, he needed that time. He, I it, know people like to rag on the whole 
throwing motion where he had the ball on the shelf up here. Yeah. But he needed to work out of that and just get used to the NFL speed. And I think Goff can pick that up a little quicker. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's... I have nothing else to say. I mean, never say never, but I don't think there's ever going to be a better quarterback than Jared Goff at Cal. No. Who knows? Maybe maybe we catch lightning in the bottle and we get a number a five-star number one overall recruit who turns out to be... You know, the next best quarterback in the Mate, NFL, too. Max Gillian turns into Tebow, who can throw. Maybe. Maybe. And who's also right-handed. But. <laughs> but, I mean, as of right now, I don't think there's any question that Jared Goff is the best quarterback. And I'm, I'm we'll say this right here, thankful for all the, the three seasons that he played for us here. Thankful that he put up with us even after that first abysmal season here. Yeah. Of a 1-11. Um, even though he went to Marin Catholic, he's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. went to Marin Catholic's Rival High School. That's why I mentioned that. <laughs> which is also the high school of Pete Carroll, which I have, a, I have a theory here. If he gets drafted by the Niners and the Seahawks are playing him, Carroll's going to dial up a couple more blitzes just to take him out a little bit. Sh- say this is for Bob Trop, you son of a you-know-what. <laughs> um, I believe the field at Redwood is named after Bob Troutman. Yeah. Or the... <laughs> I hesitate to call it a stadium because it's not one. It's a field. I I don't know. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been there, and I don't plan on going back anytime soon. All right, but let's let's take a look at this. All right, um, just in terms of scheduling, the NFL draft is April twenty eighth through thirtieth this year in Chicago. Yeah, but the only the real thing that matters with Jared is the first day, which is April twenty eighth. Yes, and not even not even all of April twenty eighth. It's probably around the first hour, in my opinion. Um, so, you know what? What what should we talk about first? Should we talk about who might take over, or should we talk about where we think Jared might land? Um, let's go with where we where I think. Where he he's gonna land? Okay, you know what? I have the I have the 2016 NFL draft order that actually just came out this past weekend because the NFL season is now over. Yeah. Um. So let me read you the 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 first 15 picks. Okay. The Titans, then the Browns, then the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Ravens, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Giants, the Bears, the Saints, the Eagles, and then the Ram or the Raiders, and then the Rams. I'm looking at this going. Well, we talked about this right before we started recording, but or recording. I only see options wise in terms of quarterback is number two Browns, number three Chargers, number four Dallas Cowboys, uh, number seven Niners, and that's about it. Uh, maybe thirteen yeah. Eagles. Yeah, and um, May fifteen with the Rams. Maybe fifteen with the Rams, but that that's it. I, yeah. Outside of the top fifteen, it becomes um, very cloudy. The Lions, the Falcons, the Colts, the Bills, and the Jets. Like, but, but the reason I don't go beyond fifteen is because I do not see Jared dropping past that. It's just not possible. I don't. I, technically, I don't even see him dropping past number four at Dallas. I don't see him going past seven. Yeah, or yeah, that's the last resort, right? Yeah, the Niners taking him. I, I could see Jerry Jones being enamored with Goff's arm because he. I know arm strength isn't one of his biggest one, but some of those throws that he made against Air Force just balls in the air for 55 yards. Yeah, see, I don't understand that term of arm strength is because 
If he can, if they say he can make every single NFL throw, doesn't that, doesn't that mean he has arm yeah, strength? Like can, I don't get, I don't get when people say he around. doesn't have arm strength. It's just, I mean, he's not six foot seven and two hundred and forty pounds like Paxton Lynch yeah. or however big that guy is, but he can throw. He's held up remarkably well for being hit as much as he has been. Yeah. And he'll be he'll be just fine in the pros, honestly. I think he's got the size for it. So where do you see him landing? Uh, my hope is at number four with Dallas. Just, you want to see him in a Cowboys uniform? I don't have any vested interest in seeing the Cowboys lose. I'm a Raider fan. Yeah, everybody hates us to begin with. Yeah. So um, I'm just if the Cowboys can get him, they have the offensive line to. Pro- protect him they have a couple weapons in uh des bryant and jason wooden yeah they can get the ball too they could pick up kenny in the fifth round or something yeah and well they need a running back more than anything yeah no more mcfadden for them maybe they can get somebody in the second round i know uh i think pumphrey from san diego state would be a good option for them they need a power runner so yeah he's a big time power runner one cut type of dude so uh so yeah i mean where do you see him? I I don't think you can really put him on the Chargers because Philip Rivers needs to play play for ten more years to support all of his kids. Yeah, and I the mean, ones that aren't born yet. I mean, as a Chargers fan, I'm so enamored with having the number three pick, having Jared available there, having yeah. knowing Philip is nearing the twilight of his career. Um, He's got to provide for his kids, man. He does. He does. But I, you know what? I I don't see why. So here's my big picture. The Chargers have applied for relocation to to L.A. Yes, along with the right? Raiders and the Rams. That's right. Mike McCoy, still a question mark in terms of whether he stays or goes. Yeah, they haven't fired him. Yeah, they haven't fired him yet. Okay. If, if they do move up there, they might want a fresh start. Yeah. I don't see why they don't trade Phillip to... Wherever he wants to go, trade him to Cleveland. <laughs> his kids will grow up tough. Wherever he wants to go to to finish out his career, and they start fresh with Jared. They they okay. trade Rivers for the number two pick. Yeah, and get both Jared and either else. either that or they or they go the Packers route. They know he's entering the last few years of his career. Yeah, you start him, you bring Jared, you 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 teach him right to play in that system to play. After Rivers is gone, about and two years later, you see Jared start for the Chargers in LA. And Jared can teach him basic reproductive health and sexual education. <laughs> and personally, for me, I mean, to be able to watch a Chargers game and just to hear the phrase "Goff to Allen touchdown," yeah, I, I don't. There's the, that'd be great. It can't get any much better for for me as a Charger fan. I'm a Plus bear they, and a Charger. If they bring those powder blue uniforms out more, then right, right, it'll be even better. All right, let's let's look at it this way then. Aesthetically, aesthetically, what jersey would look the best on Goff? Um, no red, obviously. Something blue and gold. So Chargers would have to be good. Cowboys would definitely. The be Cowboys good. one would be good. Rams. That would, yeah, that would with the blue. Good. Yeah, with, yeah, those are actually blue and gold. Yeah, I mean, I'm biased. My favorite NFL the uniforms are the Raiders, just because you can't beat silver and black. You can't. You really can't. But it's pretty classic. But as far as those go, may probably the Cowboys or the Chargers would be most aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, personally, I just don't want them to see. I don't. I personally, I just don't want to see them in the NFC East. I just. 
I just really don't like that division. Yeah. I'd, I just don't want to see him in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's a very silly place. That's what it's going to con- come down to, right? Because number yeah. one, Tennessee is not going to pick a quarterback unless... Unless we happen to see another St. Louis Rams trade with Washington for Robert Griffin the third, thirty picks in your soul. Yeah, exactly. Um, so unless that happens, Tennessee is not picking a quarterback, which means Cleveland is picking a quarterback. Yeah. If they don't, that'll be the surprise of the year. Yeah. Um, and then that screws up all our predictions. Yeah, they'll bring back Hoyer. Oh, <laughs> uh, someone did a video of a. Uh, the ballad of Brian Hoyer said to Hallelujah. I really feel bad for that guy because yeah. the guy was good. The guy yeah. was good last he year. He started a couple games this year with the Texans. Yeah, it he just did. Didn't go too well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out come April where he'll be. Um, but now it's all up to him to start prepping for the combine, which he most likely will be invited to. Yeah. Last year we had we had zero players invited to the combine. This year, I think we might have a few. Yeah, we'll um, have our complement of receivers, Lasco, whatnot, and you know, they'll they'll get there. Yeah. So anyway, they'll find something for him to do anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm just looking at that, going, you know, wherever he goes, I'm gonna buy his jersey. Mm-hmm. That's that's like not even a question. Yeah. The only thing is. Do I buy a Cleveland Browns jersey? No, you that's, do not. <laughs> that's the only thing. Is that's that's just the only question mark that I have. Yeah. So okay, so should we uh, get off the football talk for now then, or or should we go one more? Should we? Who who is his replacement? Um, I'm gonna say Forrest right now. Yes. Yeah. Forrest has demonstrated remarkable growth. Yeah. Unless Gilliam blows everyone out yeah. of the water. I don't see ball. Rubens or. Coming back to start, I could see him playing some more safety, even though they said they're going to give him a shot. I could definitely see him being the backup. Yeah. Um, the number two, and then have Bowers at the three, and then if Gilliam doesn't pan out, then you redshirt him. Is, yeah. That's, that's the only way I see it uh, panning out. But we'll see in spring ball. Who knows? They'll Who knows? play the best guy available. Yep, they will. That's their MO. That's what that's what they've always done. That's yeah. what they did with uh, Klindergoff, too. So. Yeah. We shall see, and we move on from football to oh. basketball. This, oh. has been a, this has been a very good week for Cal basketball. <laughs> this has been a, not a, just a good week for Cal basketball, but if you're if you're a Cal fan and you don't follow the basketball team, um, you oh, oh shame on you because uh, in the words of the uh, road dog, oh you didn't know. <laughs> should we should we start with the women's or should we start with the men's? Let's, Let's go with the men's. The women is kind of meh. It's right on now. and off. It's on yeah. and off. All right. I so mean, Enigwe is a oh, freaking revelation. <laughs> she, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there, but she's, yeah. she's amazing. She's actually absolutely amazing. Uh, Cal played actually three games this week, which is, yeah, which was nice, which was, which was fun. Yeah. Davidson, um, I got to watch in person as a fan. Yeah. And I covered the game. Um, and uh, this one was one of those, they were really never in it. No. Um, it was the best performance I think I've seen so far this year. Some people want to say Virginia was, and I can see that. But this was the most dominant I think we've looked. 
Yeah, and I people have asked me about that, and I said if let's you can put it this way: Virginia was the Virginia was the turning point for the team. Yeah. The Davidson game was where they showed up. Yeah, because that Virginia loss, I think, just lit a fire under these guys, and everyone was just on point in this Davidson game. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure so on point that it caused one of Davidson's players to retire not too long after. Is that true? Yeah, one of their players has had four or five concussions oh. at this point, and he decided I can't do this anymore. It's not worth it. I mean, defensively was just outstanding. Yeah. Um, if you look at the this thirty one percent shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Cal held Davidson to 29.4% in the first half, 33.3% in the second half for a combined 31.3. That's lovely. And uh, they, they've had some issues defending the three, but they held them to 27.6% yep. for the game. And I'm, nice. you know what? You look at the score spread. Cal led for 38 minutes and 53 seconds. Davidson led for 21 seconds. And the game was tied for the other 46. And that 46, we probably know where that comes from, is the first two basket exchanges yeah. in the first half. So, you know, this, this, game, was, this game was fun. Um, this game was just one of those you just got to... This was, for me personally, when I was watching this game, is this might be the last game that I might comfortably watch Calvin. Yeah. It was like, I can sit back, just relax. I, I know we're not going to lose this game. You know, know, let's just have some fun. Everyone dunking everywhere. Jalen Brown, 7 of 8. Ivan, 6 of 10. Jordan Matthews, 7 five of 10. Threes. Yeah, 5 of 8 from 3. I, Jabari Bird, 3 of 5. 3 of 4 from 3. Um, Domingo so yeah, this, hit a couple. Yeah, yeah. This Domingo got going in this game. Kerr had one three, but he did not make it. Yeah, they they wanted him to get that one at the end. But at Kingsley, four blocks in nine minutes, which has started off as a Blocktoberfest, even though it's January now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kingsley and also Cameron, this was one of their games where they started to come alive. Yeah. and In it, terms of defensively. It's shown in these uh, past two games yeah. in conference play, which I think we should move on to. Yes, let us move on to the first one, the, Col- the Colorado, Colorado game. Colorado. Oh, Cal beats Colorado 79-65. to 65. So that holds a uh, top Colorado score, Josh Scott, to 4-16 shooting, which is impressive. Only 16 points Yeah, and a, seven rebounds. It was big to – Kingsley was big on him. Yep. With, uh, he had his best game of his life, honestly, 10 points – Five rebounds, four blocks. Yep. And some resounding blocks, too, even though every Cal Bigman fouled out. Yeah, I mean, I'm every single Cal Big fouled out, um, yeah. as, as Tracy said. Ivan had five, Cameron had five, Kingsley had five. But if you combine Cameron and Kingsley's stats, they were five of seven from the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, they 12 had points, 12 points total. Nine rebounds. Nine rebounds, six, six blocks. blocks. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, <laughs> I mean... This was this was one of those games where if you have all your bigs foul out, granted all of them ended up fouling out towards the end of the game. Yeah. But they were in foul trouble constantly throughout the entire game. Ivan only played fifteen minutes. Rooks only played, played 15, fifteen minutes as well. Kingsley played twenty two. But against a big like Josh Scott, who can shoot from out not from three, but he can shoot like he can that fifteen hit the outside jumper. Yeah, he can hit that elbow jumper. He can take you off the dribble, he can post you up. He can pretty much play any type of way he wants against a power forward or a center. Yeah. 
But the fact that all our guys were in foul trouble and yet we limited him to only 4 of 16, 16 points, and we won the game handedly? Yeah. One factor I think is Jalen was getting into the lane, getting rebounds on defense. He had his, I believe, his first double double of the season. Yep, seventeen points, eleven rebounds. Seventeen points on eight shots, more yeah. importantly. Yeah, which is fantastic. He's when he slows down a little bit and just gets in a rhythm. He's tough to stop, and he makes such athletic plays. I mean, he's. If you were worried about Jalen Brown not possibly fitting into this team at the beginning of the year, watch him now. It's like that George Harrison song. <laughs> I've got my mind set on you. It's going to take time. A whole lot of precious time to do it right. Uh, it's it's like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Coach Martin had that talk with, um, with Jalen, just like in Remember the Titans. I had 11... My mother died when I, when I was 15. I had 12 brothers and sisters. And they all looked up to me. They all looked up to me. I didn't want to be the man. I wasn't ready, but I had to. They were all looking up to me. 12 brothers and sisters? Eight. Eight. Yeah, uh, 12, 12 sounds better. It's a great movie. That's exactly, I think, the type of talk he gave to Jalen is you have <laughs> you have 11 other guys on the team looking up to you. I think it was probably more to the effect of <laughs> yeah. I had cancer, I beat it, now you can beat your man every damn play. Um. <laughs> Better or my bald ass is going to come out there and put a whooping on you. Um, but beyond that, you know what? There's one thing I want to talk about is the team defense. The team defense is amazing right now. I yeah. I have never seen Cal basketball do this. No, they um, bought in. Yeah, every single guy has bought into it, and it's amazing to see that we're an elite defense. Yeah, I, Matthews I, especially, his oh, defense oh, yeah. has gotten so much better. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's a product of having more guys to play with to teach you. Yeah. One um, issue that I have is that Jabari Bird still ball watches a little bit, but yeah. you know what? He'll he's getting better. He has the athletics to get better. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not worried. No, and if anything, competition is just gonna improve his skill. You know, he's gonna see, you know, what Jabari, uh, what Jordan's been doing, yeah, what Jordan, Ty's been doing, what everyone Jordan hitting his five threes a game, and it's just gonna light a fire on him to try and get better too. Yeah. So um, that was a handily handy win over. Colorado. Yeah. And then good let's see King. We'll move on to the Utah game and then we'll talk about Cal basketball in general. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cal beats Utah, number 21 ranked Utah, 71 to 58. This, I, this crowd was into it. Yeah. Every single time they'd get a defensive stop on Jakob Podol, every single time they'd get someone to make a basket over Pertle. I think it, it's either Podol or Pertle. Yeah, it's it's weird. Th- is there? You, 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 it's spelled with just an e, but I think there is a, like a semi r sound to He's it. He's Austrian, so yeah. throw another shrimp on the barbie for him. Yeah, but every single time there are two hook shots from Rooks. Yeah, he went right on one, and then he went left on the other, and the crowd went nuts for the yeah. lefty one. I went nuts for it, but that's just because. He looked like an absolute stiff two years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, people people don't understand that Cameron is is very good offensively. Yeah, he he knows how to use his body. He has a very soft touch around the basket, and I I saw practice before they went to Australia. 
the kid can shoot threes. Yeah. Like he, he, I mean, granted, it was just, you know, it's just not shoot gonna around. It's not going to happen in the game. But if the fact that if he even attempts it and he has that shooting stroke to knock it down in shoot around, that means his shooting touch is pretty good. Yeah. He's got a pretty good sense for where he can shoot. Just the little hook shots they can make was took a, something from his dad. Yeah. You know, and this was this was a fun game. I, you know, uh, Jacob had six of 14, 10 points, or 19 points, 10 rebounds. He got his in the second half. He did. He did. But no one else helped him, which no. is why Cal was in the lead for 32 minutes and 56 seconds. There was a while where Brandon Taylor started to get hot. but No, but then... Uh, Jordan Matthews decided. Matthews decided, okay, I'm going to start making my threes now, guys. Yes. There was. <laughs> and, and Rab played. Oh. He, this is his highest scoring output on the season, I believe. Yep, this is his highest game. It was and 19 and 10. There's a, there's a play near the end where Utah tried to trap on defense, and Cal just broke it down immediately. Yeah. I think Brown passed it into Wallace, who got it to Rab for an oop. Yep, yeah, that so, was that one play. Perfect. I don't know if you saw this, but there was one particular play where in the second half, Ivan grabbed a offensive rebound with one hand. Yeah, just one big left-handed yeah, rebound. Yeah, literally just just snatched it out of the air with one He's hand and reeled so it in. good on <laughs> just rebounding. I, it's, I, like, I giggle like an idiot because it, it was so amazing to watch and just yeah. to see that and just go, wow. He's the man. He, I've never seen anyone of his size... Because he's not exactly a big, thick, Shaq-type guy. Yeah. He just goes up there and gets the rebounds and pulls it down angrily. And then he goes right back up. Yeah. He's, Bill Walton must love him. <laughs> the thing I like most about this is is that Ivan actually, I think, got two uh, face-up jumpers yeah. to go in. One big fadeaway at the end yeah. where everyone went nuts. Yeah, but um, I think now that, he's, now that that's on tape... Guys have to guys have to protect themselves on defense for that because now they know Ivan can shoot them. That it's not a fluke. Him. Yeah, he's he's a good face up guy. I yeah. mean, the, the Chris Bosh comparison is not out of reach. It, no. It's he plays exactly like Chris Bosh does now on the Heat. Not not the Raptors Chris Bosh. It's a different he type of Chris Bosh. Needs a little Bosch. more outside shooting if he's going to get to the Heat level. But yeah, yeah. Well, he needs to be able to shoot a corner three, but that that he can yeah, get there. He that, can get there that's later. Fine. What one play I also. Another play in the game was uh, Jalen Brown getting in the post, Oof. and he just he takes it in, drop steps his guy, gets just those com- little the shoulder wiggle, yeah, the little dream shake, yeah. and gets wide open, gets right around a guy, easy layup, and yeah, that's pretty. So kudos to him. Um, and so now Cal is two and zero in conference play as they head to the Oregon schools this yep, weekend. Yep, yep, they play uh, Oregon on Wednesday and then Oregon State on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? No, it's Oregon on Wednesday and yeah. OSU. On and I'm I'm looking at that going, okay. Um, I think we can take both. I think we can. I think we really can. I think we can start conference play 4-0. We're currently standing number number one in the Pac-12. Um, granted, that's also because like Arizona has only played one conference game, uh, which that Arizona-Arizona State game, that was, that was yeah. fun to watch. Bobby Hurley going nuts. Getting ejected. Um but I'm looking at this Pac-12 conference going, we have a legit shot. You know, if, if there was any, you know, hesitation or doubt uh, because of the San Diego State loss, the Richmond loss, the Virginia loss, 
none of that's there anymore. No. Um, it's it's fully gone. Um, and you know what? We'll, let's talk about this now. Is that that defense is amazing? We rank number eight in field goal defense, field goal percentage in the country. And number one on shots inside the three point line in the country. This yeah. is and. Since we're that high in the country, we're rated number one overall in terms of defense in the back 12 Yeah, currently in terms of statistics. So if you can do that on a consistent basis, then what all, everything that we've heard Konzo say so far last year, this year as well, you know, it's all about the defense. It's not about the offense. You know, offense, you're going to get your shots. It's, it's not going to come where Ty is going to shoot 20 every single night. It's going to be Ty might shoot only five one night. Jordan Matthews might shoot 20 another night. Like it, it it's going to change everywhere. But if you can play defense every single game properly, then you're going to get real far with it. Yeah. The defense wins championships. It and does. He's doing a I mean, I was at the point where I was like, "Okay, Konzo, you've said that all the time, but when is that actually going to show?" It's showing. Now. Yeah. The time is now. The time is now. Everyone else's time is up. The time is now. Can um, hear the trumpets in the distance saying "do do do do." You know what? You can start nitpicking at this team now, in my opinion, and uh, because there's not a lot of big flaws with this team. A lot of people have talked about, oh, maybe Sam Singer coming off the bench is like our second point guard. Nope, he's, he's good. He's good. Um, he's. I, I I tweeted this uh, yesterday or the day before. Is Sam Singer is the quintessential backup point guard? He knocks down shots um, when he's open. Yeah. He brings a calming influence to the offense, and he is a outstanding perimeter and defender. He plays like a goddamn Tasmanian devil when he's out there. <laughs> yeah. He's so he he's that he's exactly that type of like spark plug just just. Energized. I mean, in the Utah game and also in the Colorado game, there are points where, you know, he goes up for a layup and he miss or uh, he gets fouled and he's just screaming at himself, like for not make, getting the and one. In the Davidson game, when they, uh, I think it was, they created three shot clock violations in the first half, yeah. he was going nuts as soon as that shot clock uh, went off. And he, Yesterday, specifically, he made a layup and then almost stole the inbound pass yeah, right after it. Yeah, he went. He he acted like he was running back and then just kind of quick-stepped in there. Bolted in and yeah. almost he got a hand on it. He so. did. He did. He rattled it out. So every guy knows their role on this team now. The only thing for me now is if Steven Domingo can make – and I, of course, I tweeted this again yesterday too. If Steven Domingo can make any combination of two shots, whether that be two threes – one three and one two, two twos, doesn't matter. If any, if he can make any combination of two shots, a three and one vodka, <laughs> yeah, maybe two. Um, Fireball. There it is. Um, that brings another dimension when he's on the floor, and if he can do that consistently, then oh, oh, watch out. We jumped in, in terms of the ranking. We didn't get a single vote last week, and after these two in the AP, we are now. I think, I think we're 27. We're 27 in the AP and we're 26 in the coaches poll. We'll we'll get in there. We'll get in there by next we, week. I think we'll beat both the teams we have upcoming. Yeah. So um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. But I can't really talk about much more of this. I, this was just too much fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, but the women, on the other hand, um, they struggled with. Or not so much struggled as lost to ASU. Yeah, I mean, well, they had two games that we weren't able to talk about, but 
The first one was their last non-conference game, which was against uh, CSU Northridge. And they blew them. 106-44. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for those people that don't know, women's basketball um, in college just changed their clock system. They now run four quarters uh, like the pros. It's only men's basketball is still two halves. So Cal scored 19 in the first quarter, 27 in the second, 35 in the third, and third, 25 in the fourth. <laughs> That'll win you a game. Yeah, 35 to 8 disparity in the third. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at this box score together. Just look at Christina Negui's stat line. That's 30 points. <laughs> six rebounds. On 13 of 17 shooting. And Michaela Cowling, 29 points on 13 <laughs> of 16 shooting. That's insane. And Michaela Cowling also had three threes. Yeah. Um, Courtney Range. Courtney Range had two threes, 12.6 rebounds. And Enigwe also had three steals and yeah. two blocks. And both <laughs> both guards had a over 10 assists. In fact, Gabby Green had a triple-double. Yep. Gabby Green, 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 14, 14 that's assists. That's a very Rondo stat line there, if I must say so myself. That's a for me. That's a Jason Kidd's deadline. Kidd, Rondo, they're yeah, the same similar players. Yeah. Guys who can't shoot but can pass the hell out of the ball and, and rebound the crap out for a guard and have been head cases enough for their teams to ship them off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything else. I mean, this is the stat that that I think iced the game. Is Cal was six of six for three in the second half. <laughs> I mean, they were leading, uh, let me do my math here, 46 to 23 at halftime. Yeah. So I think the game was pretty iced by that point. <laughs> yeah. but, but the fact that they made every single three-point attempt in the second in the second yeah. half, it's just... They shot 80% from three for the game. That's insane. <laughs> that just tells you. That's the, that, just, that was one of those games. in total annihilation. <laughs> But sadly, it wasn't as good for the other game in Tempe. No, it was not. Cal starts uh, their Pac-12 play in Tempe. Cal loses to Arizona State 57-49. to So, I don't know. It's tough to win when you shoot under 40%, but they actually shot better than ASU did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it was such a low-scoring game. I mean, look at the points spread. Cal, Cal in the first quarter, 10 points. Second quarter, 9 Third quarter, 19. Fourth quarter, Anikwe 11. was still 10 for 13 with uh, 22 and 13. That's great. Yeah, three blocks and three steals as well. So, um, um, Should we get Anigwe and, like, Rab or Brown together to produce the next super Cal athlete? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's good for society. Can we get a Kickstarter going on this or something? <laughs> or is uh, forcing people to be together to... Uh, Dystopian, as it were. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe Asha Thomas can be like the mediator because Asha, yeah. Asha went to school with Ivan. I heard they're they're pretty good friends. Uh, they both went to Bishop Wadad. So good times. maybe uh, maybe Asha can be that mediator. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? But I I smell a made for TV movie. Here. <laughs> this is like something. Is I'm- this our version of what Christian McCaffrey is to Stanford? Is is this is this what's going to yeah. happen? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be like ah. Uh, God, I swear this could be like a really cheesy 90s Disney movie. It could, it, it, like Parent Trap? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is? Like Disney made for TV movie. I'm not not even talking theatrical release. I'm talking like 
straight to DVD. Like Xenon, Girl of the Future, or something like that. Or, <laughs> or like uh, Parent Trap 2. Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. Oh, but one of those. One of those. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Um, that, that Christine, uh, back to the Christina Nigway line, that, that was good enough. That and the, the, C- the CSU Northridge game was good enough for her to get her sixth Pac-12 Player of the Week award. Or, or Pac-12 or freshman, freshman of the Week. Freshman Six of the week. time in eight weeks. So, yeah, I'm going to say she's going to win Freshman of the Year. <laughs> you could stop right now and say, yeah, she should be the Freshman Can we of the just year. etch her name into the award right now and just I'll, have it ready? I'll go steal it and get to engrave it. Yeah. I, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> but she's amazing. I... I mean, may need to cut the turnovers a little bit, but she had three blocks and three steals. Also, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, she's a, she's not going to have the ball in her hands to make plays a lot of times, so um, she's going to get the ball stolen. That's that's not a big oh. thing for me. I mean, I just noticed that uh, Arizona State has uh, Prince Amukamara's sister. Yep, Peace Amukamara, Prince and Peace. It's pretty good first names. I I think that if I, I were named Peace, I'd be pretty pissed if my brother was named Prince and I didn't get like Queen or Duchess or The only the only name I can think of that's pretty that so there was a Duchess Amukamara. <laughs> Duchess Amukamara. There was a there was a girl in my high school, you know, she was younger, but uh I just the only reason I remember her name is because it was so unique. It's Korean last name, it's Lee L E E. First name is Heaven. Oh, <laughs> so that's the only reason I remember that name is because it was—it's so unique. It's it, you know you can read it wow. off in one line. It sounds like an adverb. <laughs> At least her name wasn't like huge entry or something like that. Yeah, which is my go-to fake name. <laughs> Not Bert Macklin. No, that's taken. He's—he's he's a very important <laughs> FBI agent. I thought you knew this. Him and Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Okay, Uh, quick rant here. Why did they remake Point Break? That was the one movie that didn't need to get remade. It didn't. I apologize if I'm hurting your ears here, people, because I'm kind of yelling. But you do not need to remake Point Break. You can't do any better with than Keanu and Swayze. Yeah, you really. He is an FBI agent. The only the only thing I have to say about this new Point Break movie is that the the. The action sports sequences were really cool. Yeah. The, the you know, with the, the surfing through the tunnel and that big wave. But how are you going to get better you than can't, you Keanu can't. Reeves you firing really, his gun up in the air and yelling, ah. You, you can't. It's not possible. Also, not I possible. recommend you see Hot Fuzz people. They reference Point Break many times in that movie, and it is my favorite movie. So That is, that is your – Trace does talk about that movie a lot, especially yeah. when we're prepping to record this podcast. Uh, but that – that's it for that. Yeah. Um, it's the end of that. Yeah. I mean. I guess I need to watch more of the women's games, to be honest. But. Yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be a fun basketball season on both ends. And, yeah. Um, Our, the women's team will get a lot better as time goes on. Yeah. So if you have the chance, I've been saying this all the time, if you have the chance, come down, see the team, see them play, because they're both pretty outstanding. Yeah, Coach G's got them in the right place. Yeah. She's probably the best coach. I don't I don't know how to put it, but most dedicated is what I'll say. Yeah, that's a pretty to the program. That's a pretty good way of putting it. 
Um, so that pretty much uh, wraps up uh, what we had planned for this program. Um, yeah. Unless we want to talk about the other Pac-12 bowl games. Um, do we want to talk about the other Pac-12 bowl games? I'm not so sure because most of those left me very sad, especially the Rose Bowl. Uh, yeah, especially the Rose Bowl. Um, yeah, so can we talk about what? Can we talk just about two games in particular? Because I want to talk about it. Okay, uh, we'll talk about it for like two minutes. But first, the the West Virginia Arizona State game. West Virginia wins forty three and forty two. Uh, it um, seems that uh, Arizona State can't stop offenses with the same colors <laughs> in Cal and West Virginia. I thought I I legit. I'm I'm not kidding you. When I turned this game on for a split second, I thought it was a rerun of the Cal Arizona State game. Yeah. Um, their uniform, their uniforms are West Virginia is so similar. I'm fairly certain that's why they didn't have Cal go to the Cactus Bowl because you would not have been able to tell the teams <laughs> apart. They could have traded uniforms at halftime yeah. and no one would have noticed. No one would have noticed. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a close game. This was fun. I thought Arizona State was going to pull it out. But and the other game I wanted to kind of talk about with you was the Oregon TCU game. I turned it off at halftime. It was thirty-one to nothing. That was a big mistake. I I had some fun doing whatever it was that I was doing <laughs> at the time. Probably so, taking a nap. I needed a nap. Yeah. So for people who haven't seen this, Oregon Oregon played TCU. Oregon was in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Oregon was up thirty-one to zero going into halftime against a TCU team playing with their backup quarterback because their starting quarterback Trevon Boykin punched out a cop. Yep. Inadvertently, but he punched out some other people too. Yeah, so that's still that's still a that's crime. a big blow. Yeah, pun completely intended. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, side note: Have you seen the Herm Edwards speech that he gave to the high school recruits? Uh, no, I didn't. Herm Edwards gave a a ranting, um, just a, like a life talk uh, to these high school American kids the day after the Trayvon Boykin thing happens, and it is. It is one of the greatest speeches. Like if if when I have a family later on in my life and my kid does something like right when he's about to get into that age of high school where he might do something stupid, right? This is the speech that I am going to give him. Like <laughs> like good as in Rocky Balboa talking to his son. Good motivation. That type, yeah. Okay, that type. And I'll not, show you. Af- I'll show you after we're done recording. Train wreck. They are who no, we thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I'll show you the video after. But it was yeah. one of the greatest like teaching moment speeches that you can ever give to you know high school yeah. uh, kids. So there's that little anecdote. But I think most people turn this game off after after the first half. Yeah, they have this in the books. But TCU ends up winning 47-41 in, overt- in triple overtime. That's what happens because uh, Vernon Adams went out with a concussion. and That just tells you how important Vernon Adams Lockie's was. Lockie's kind of terrible. Well, they only let him throw four times, too, yeah. so there's that. I mean, he's not a great thrower. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, this game was bad. just I, – I turned it off after the first half as well, but I turned it back on um, – uh, inadvertently, I it just it I clicked last on my remote and it flipped back to the channel, um, and it was halfway through the fourth quarter and I was like, what What is going on? Is this Is this really going to happen? Is DC really going to pull out this win? And they did. I forget um, what I was doing on Saturday, so <laughs> I might have been trying to fix my oven. My yeah. oven broke. But uh, this game was this game was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so TCU beats Oregon, and now. Yeah. I I have do not know what else to talk about. Uh, this yeah, I think we may have to end it on that one. Yeah, 
Um, and with that, yeah, um, you should know to, where to reach us by now, but we'll say it again for you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Rob11HWNG. You can find Trace at... At TraceTravers3. You can find our Golden Blogs Twitter handle at Golden Blogs. You can find our writing stuff all up on californiagoldenblogs.com um, and you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud yeah. to listen to this podcast and you which... can email us at cgbbearcast at gmail.com yeah we love getting emails yes we do we haven't gotten one in a while no 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 actually 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 one second Trace do do uh, we did have an email sent to us this past week okay um, we have gotten one we, we have gotten one and um I just remembered he asked us a question. Um, and so I guess we'll end with this. We'll end with answering this question. Uh, Nathan Miyasaki sends us another question. He says, what's up with all the graduate transfers this year and last year? Is it just Tedford recruits butting heads with Dykes and company? Or is it kids wanting to play football at more successful programs? So what is your take on this? Neither. I think for some kids, it's just, hey, I want to go somewhere else for a year, see what could have been because I've – I spent four years here. I've done, I've done the Berkeley deal, and for some people, it can get exhausting. Yeah, to just know, constantly being here, walking up and down Telegraph, and there's some weird people on Telegraph that could freak you out if <laughs> you're not strong of mind and heart. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm in that boat as well. I mean, if you've been here for four years, you've gotten your degree, you probably know you're not going to play football at the next level. Yeah, um, but you might as well hey say, hey, if I can go get a graduate degree somewhere and play, play, football, for a year. play football for another year, maybe somewhere where I've never really been that I've been curious about. Yeah. As long as they don't go to Stanford. Actually, I don't think I'll mind if... Uh, I will mind, but I don't want any of our guys to go there. Yeah. I mean, if it's purely for the educational basis, you know, yeah, it's it's a great academic institute. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, my brother did one of his med school rotations down there. Yeah, hold but nothing at, against them. Yeah, but at the same time, if you've played for Cal, I don't see like, like you won't see any Ohio State guy all of a sudden go play for Michigan. Like, it's no. just not going to happen. No. So you'll see them get the give the double birds when they get ejected in the big house. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, have a, I have something to say about Harbaugh. Okay. This, so, um, but other than that, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it just ha- it just so happened timing wise that a lot of these guys graduated and they had years of eligibility left, yeah. mostly due to injuries where yeah. they just were medically redshirted, and um, and they just moved in on. In the case to, of Dozier, I don't know what his deal is because he'd be in line to get some more playing time yeah. this next year. It's also very tough to get into grad school at Cal. Yeah, so. it is. It is very difficult to get into grad school. So that's the thing, too, is most people have to understand is if once you're graduated, you have to get into the grad school to continue playing here. Yeah. Like you, can't, you can't just not be doing anything and playing football. You have to be a student. That's what, that's what it means to be a student athlete. Yeah, and so, we're getting so many more guys through in four years. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, so, I mean, I, I would, if, I, if I was one, one of them in their shoes, like I would want to move somewhere else just for the sake of ex, just exploring um, at one, and getting another degree, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's anything bad. I think it's not personal. Um, I definitely don't think it's, 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 it's 100% not personal. I think it's just one of those life choice moves yeah. that you decide to make. Um, but your point on Harbaugh to end? Uh, there's an interview with Harbaugh recently, and he was talking about how he wants to have WrestleMania come to the big house. Wow. Because you can put 105,000 
people in that stadium on a game day. Yep. And you'll have some seating on the field. You'll have a lot more seating, yeah. And, I mean, it'll be cold as hell in Michigan in late March, early April, but they could bring back the uh, record attendance to Michigan because they're doing it in Jerry World this year. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to try and pack as many people as they can. And you're going to have a lot of standing room only people there, too. Yeah. Um, and the record right now is WrestleMania three in the old Pontiac Silverdome with ninety three thousand screaming Hulkamaniacs watched him body slam the evil twenty ton giant or whatever it is I don't know anymore. But. Yeah, but which by the way for me a night game a a Michigan night game at the Big House is still mm-hmm. on my bucket list. Yeah, it's on my things to do. My brother's moving back to Columbus next year, so I'm gonna go see a game at the Horseshoe, and that's Ooh. online. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. The horseshoe's right there. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State, of course. Um, that's That'll be fun, too. Yeah, both. Either one you could go to. Be yeah. great. Um, that pretty much sums up yeah. our podcast that, uh, wrap today. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email us. It doesn't have to necessarily be about uh, basketball, which is in season right now, but we'll, talk, we'll do any football questions. Any yeah, football ask, heck, we could probably start looking at baseball, too. We probably Maybe could. Maybe we should get Gorsi in here to talk with us about that. Yeah. That would be pretty fun. All right. Um, cool. We'll, we'll look into that. And, uh, hey, maybe maybe since football season's over, we can start looking to maybe bringing a football player to yeah. talk to. I think that'd be fun. That'd be good. Non-football talk with a football player. Yeah. I would like to know what Bryce Treggs' favorite place to eat in Berkeley is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. And, but other than that, that wraps it up for us. Uh, we will see you guys next week. And go Bears. Go Bears. Hey, first of all, guys, let me just say this. Really proud of the seniors. Hey. Two years ago, you know, one in 11 uh, for you guys to keep doing things the right way and hanging in there. I mean, we couldn't have done it without every single one of you, man. I'm serious. I love you guys. Uh, proud of you, what you stand for and what you've done. And uh, like I said, man, can't tell you, can't tell you what you've meant to our program, all of you guys. And I know it hasn't been easy and appreciate the way you've done it and the way you've handled it. And like I said, couldn't be more proud of you. So seniors, love you guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate everything. All right, let me tell you this. All right, let me say this. Those seniors, what they just did, they set this bar right here now. All right, so we got to keep it going, okay? We got to, we got to, the bar is high. Now we got to keep it going, all right? So, uh, again, thank you guys for what you do. Hey, next thing I got to say is let's go. Get in here, let's go. Let's break it down. Hey, 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 Get it, get it. Oh, we got it. Yeah, yeah, let's go, baby. One last time. You knew it. Why? You tell the story. Why? You tell.